Welcome everybody to the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break Podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Uh, on today's show, we're going to get into, we're going to look at the Clippers as um, a potential threat to the Nuggets and just kind of our overall thoughts on the Clippers as they're one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. Uh, we're also going to take a peek at the standings and the division, seeing where the Nuggets are ranking and maybe what they have to do to improve those standings. Um, and then we'll probably touch quickly on the Bucks game coming up tomorrow as well. But to help me do all that, I got Glenn Carlson in the house. Yep. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here. Yeah, excited. Uh, you know, you mentioned, let's hey, let's talk some Clippers. I thought it was interesting because the Clippers have been in the back of my mind for like a little while now about a team that everyone's kind of sleeping on just because they've, been injured the last few years um james harden gets traded there and everyone's like oh it ain't gonna work and um it's kind of working uh you know there's some when researching the clippers and even watching them we we uh we played them three times two and one in that span uh they're a much different team than they've been in the past and they've actually been relatively healthy this year we'll see if it lasts in the playoffs but uh i'm starting to at least keep an eye on them as a team that could be a really tough out in the playoffs and how they match up with Denver. Uh, are you worried at all about them now, Glenn, with the, their changes? You know, obviously Harden's probably the main liner there. Yeah, I, I am actually. Um, you know, if you'd asked me before, are the Clippers the real deal? Um, I would have said, eh, you know, I just don't think they can really hang with some of the top teams. Um, they've always been a good team, right? I mean, we faced them in the playoffs, came back from a three-to-one deficit against them, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they always play us tough too. But uh, I I, I got I to say, I think the Clippers are the real deal this year. I think they figured some things out. Um, um, I'm not a huge James Harden fan, if I'm being candid, and so there was a part of me that just hopes they would – I kind of hope that they would uh, – just mire into mediocrity, but they just, they didn't do that. I think they're found in a way to make it work, you know? And I think, uh, I think somebody like James Harden has found a way to give Paul George, um, a little bit of a break and give Kawhi a little bit of a break. And then you got guys coming off the bench. And so they're clicking. I mean, they're eight and two in their last 10. They've stayed right on the nuggets, uh, right on the nuggets heel for, for quite a while now. And, and so, yeah, I think they're the real deal. Yeah, you mentioned their record. So they're 22-4 and four since December 1st, which is the best record in the NBA. Uh, they've been on, on fire. And to your point, like hoping they would mire, you know, back into mediocrity, I still think there's room for opportunity for that come playoff time. But the difference in this team that Harden is on versus teams he's been on were – he's kind of contributed to that, um, whether through injury uh, or through his own play, is they got Kawhi Leonard, who is a bona fide playoff performer. Uh, Even in the playoffs last year against the Suns in the first round before he got hurt, he looked like 2019 Kawhi. That's a guy that raises a team's ceiling so much in the playoffs and allows for a little bit more mistakes from his surrounding cast. And that's the part that worries me uh, is, is 
you know, when you talk about James Harden being a focal point on a team like the 76ers or like the Rockets, and Brooklyn was different because he was hurt, uh, mm. you allow him to make to kind of choke how he's choked in the playoffs. But when he's a third, even a fourth option at times because of, like, let's say, like Norman Powell, for example, might be on fire, mm. that's a whole different ball game. And, I mean, you, you said that they played him tough. I thought we've had the no, the Clippers number since the bubble, basically. Yeah, I always felt like you know, I you know I don't really care who the Clippers have. It, they don't you know they don't win against us. They we up until December sixth, which was the last time we played them. In the last, that was the first win they had in the last nine games against us, dating back to last year. Um, so. I felt like we had the Clippers number uh, for, I'm sorry, that was dating back to 22, not last year. So I was, um, I always felt like we had the Clippers number and I mean, now they just seem so much more tough. And and what really kind of surprises me is their defense. I thought Harden would kind of ruin their defensive scheme, but they're fourth in off. Offense and 11th in defense. And they're actually first in three-point percentage. So, I mean, who do you match up on who in a playoff series against the Nuggets? Because if your two primaries go on, on Kawhi and, and Paul George, like who are you, who are you guarding Harden with? Yeah, it's 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 really a, it's a tough matchup. And um, realistically – you know, PG has elevated his game so much in his career, and I have so much respect for him. He's he's a you know he's a pro's pro. Um, the way I see the Clippers is is you know they it's almost like they have three guards, right? And any any one of those three guys can hit threes. Any one of them can hit mid rangers. They can drive. They can shoot. And so I think it makes those guys tough to deal with. And then you add on top of that the fact that Harden is a, a, a foul-drawing machine. Um, and I don't like most of them, but it's just reality. Um, it, it makes it a tough assignment. And so, uh, you know, you got somebody like uh, Porter Jr. who's going to, you know, probably guard the taller guy, maybe Paul George, and really probably have his hands full. Um, mm. And, you know, take Zubak, who – always brings a plus effort you know he gets Jokic has his way with him for the most part but he he definitely um he definitely gets in their battles you know um and he plays he plays good defense without fouling which i think is also pretty interesting as well and so um you know that you know they've got a they've got a lot of good pieces then you got guys like powell uh, coming off the bench occasionally and terrence mann who's just flourished this year um Westbrook who made the decision to ask to be a six man and come off the bench. Um they're they're deep. They're deep. He's, he's thrived in that role too. Like thrived. putting Westbrook on the bench is just another weapon too that he just can go out there and destroy second units for 3 minutes. 100%. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking at, you know, I look at our starting lineup and their starting lineup and there's some there's some tough matchups there both directions. I think we have a tough time with their 
guards, and I'm going to include Paul George in that conversation. Um, and I think he's a two guard. What's that? Paul George is a two guard. I mean, that's kind of what he is. Yeah. I mean, right. he plays small forward sometimes, but yeah. Go he, ahead. he does. Yeah. He's listed. Everything I usually look at, he's, he's listed as a forward, but yeah, he's definitely a ball hander, right? So, um, but, you know, conversely, I think we give the Clippers a lot of problems down low. And so if I erase that conversation and I go look at the two benches, we're in trouble. We would be, we would have our hands full with the Clippers bench. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the bench would be pretty minimized in a playoff series. I would expect Peyton Watson to get a lot of run in that type of series because he's a guy mm-hmm. you're going to stick on any one of Harden or uh, Paul George or Kawhi. And yeah, free throws is one that I kind of do worry about. And it's kind of surprising to me this year. The Clippers are actually 15th in free throw attempts. So they're just kind of middle of the pack so far. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that changes because, like I said, since December 1st, they've been pretty much one of the best teams in the league. And I'm wondering if that's going to keep continuing to, to go up. I mean, Kawhi isn't much of a, a foul drawer, but Harden and, and George can be, you know, when they yeah. decide to. I, I mean, Harden's not as effective because he's lost a step uh, since his peak 35-point uh, seasons. But, yeah, I – Really, this is a in a matchup against them in the playoffs. Jokic, this is a Jokic heavy uh, matchup where you're just going to the post a ton and you're making them help. Yep. And I, I mean, they're 11th in defense. I mean, to give you uh, context, the Nuggets are 14th in defense currently. Uh, I'm sorry, 12th. So we're just actually right behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one of the things that makes the Clippers good on defense when they might not be as fundamentally good maybe as the Nuggets is their fifth in the steal rate. So they create a lot of turnovers and that can of course be contributed to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and James Harden has actually had quite high steal averages um, in his time even being a poor defender he gambles a lot for steals. Yeah. Uh, but to me, that's an uh, advantage that they have on defense that gets nullified by the Nuggets because the Nuggets are one of the teams that turn the ball over the least. Uh, they they tend to be pretty controlled. The Nuggets are sixth uh, in turnovers this year so far uh, at 12.7. So it would really, to me, come down to high execution and ball security. You can't let them get out on breaks. They're going to dime you up. Uh, with those three running on breaks and with Westbrook coming in off the bench. yeah. And like I said, to me, like this is a 20-minute-a-night type of assignment for Peyton Watson because you need that third defender in that rotation against those guys. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It's um, it, it, My concern is, is once our bench comes in, even if there's a, like a Murray stagger with the bench um, – mm-hmm. You know, we've seen, especially lately, our bench has just been pretty stagnant. Um, and so I think it's a tough matchup for us. And if, if the Clippers keep getting getting this momentum and keep getting better, then, you know, I could see this matchup being more difficult for us than it has been in the past few years, basically since the bubble. I mean, for lack of a better term, we kind of 
popped that kind of popped the bubble as far as the Clippers yeah. go. You know, and it hasn't been the same since then. We've had their number. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but interesting. You know, they've been playing well, and like I said, much to um, uh, much to my surprise, honestly. I thought Harden was gonna, you know, have the potential to kind of ruin that team or at least drag them down for defensively, sure. like you mentioned. And and it really hasn't. He's been dishing the ball, um, not overly concerned about scoring, even though he's still putting in uh, 17 points a game, and yep. you know, they're having success. So they've become really balanced, uh, which surprised me because early in the season when they first got him, they just didn't look, know, like look like they knew what they're doing. They're doing your turn, my turn. Yeah. Uh, but now they're starting to have more continuity offense. You got George and Leonard averaging similar points with Harden as that clear third guy. Yeah. And they create a lot of good three-point looks, which can be a problem for the Nuggets. You know, we really – in this kind of matchup, we would really need to figure out our backup center position because they got Mason Plumley coming off the bench. And so I don't know about playing DeAndre Jordan in this – in a series like that. I mean, you probably go to AG uh, in a staggered lineup and you really need a Porter in this type of series to hit threes, to keep pace with them. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause they are that good of an offense, but they're going to run a lot of pick and rolls. And when they start to do Kawhi or PG pick and rolls with Harden, that's where it gets really tough. And even uh, Harden pick and rolls with Zubach, like I said, they're the top three point maker in the league. They're not the top, three-point taker they're about middle of the pack but if you're playing at the level you cannot give up corner threes against the clippers it will absolutely burn you yeah um, so it, it's it's really a tough matchup that i think nuggets fans aren't worried about because we've had their number for so long but we'll see as the season goes on if they continue the mesh and ultimately the real question for the clippers is their health if they're missing one of those guys in the playoffs, I think the Nuggets probably destroy them pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, another thing that's kind of interesting to me is, and you could probably sometimes even say this about, about Jokic, but um, there are times in the past where Kawhi just seemed disinterested or or not really wanting to uh, you know, engage in the game or, or put his fingerprint or be that guy, but – that's clearly changed, in my opinion. I mean, if you watch just a little bit of Clippers basketball this year, you could see that he's clearly the guy, and the team knows that now, and he has no problem taking that lead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, he's much more engaged in this regular season that he, than he's ever been in his Clippers uniform. Obviously, Ty Lue came out and said, hey, we're going to take it seriously, and They've definitely changed their attitudes, and, and they're playing better than the Nuggets right now. That's just a fact of the matter. So, yep. obviously, yeah. I think the Nuggets have another gear to hit. The question is, do the Clippers have another gear to hit? I think Kawhi does. I just don't know about the rest of those guys. Um, and we've also seen Norman Powell in the playoff series, and he can be pretty effective against the Nuggets, even though the Blazers lost that series. Uh, but... Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one that I don't think people should sleep on. They might be the next hardest matchup for us other than Minnesota, in my opinion, if they continue to play this way. Uh, where would you rank them? And uh, let's say number one's probably Minnesota. You might have a different take, but the team you don't want to play to, uh, where would you rank them? 
Yeah, I would probably – I'd put them at number two. I'd go yeah. I'd go Minnesota, Clippers, OKC at this point. Hmm. I see. So oh, I'm surprised on the OKC pick. They're kind of young for me. But, yeah, I wouldn't sleep on the Clippers. I think they also have some good defensive potential still mm -hmm. left in the tank too. And, um, yeah, the Nuggets need to really ratchet up their defense in a series against these guys because on paper, I mean, they probably have more aggregate talent than Nuggets. I mean, I don't know. If you're looking at pound per pound, I think obviously what helps the Nuggets is Jokic is the best uh, player in that series probably still, but that can that that can be challenged by Kawhi. Like he he can reach that level, um, but I think Jokic is a little bit more consistent. And I really do love the Gordon and Kawhi matchup. I think he guards them out of everybody in the NBA. I think Gordon's mm -hmm. one of the best best matchups on Kawhi in my opinion. Yep. Yep, I definitely would agree with that. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Clippers continue to surge like this. Uh, but, you know, when you <clears throat> when we talked a little bit earlier today about what was on my mind, it's been the Clippers lately. <laughs> yeah. And uh, last note on the Clippers, um, a lot of people have always talked about the best way to beat the Nuggets is with a ton of length and a lot of speed. And the Clippers mm -hmm. have that. Yeah. And obviously they had that in the bubble and it didn't work. And I don't know how effective of a defender Kawhi Leonard is against Jamal Murray because we've kind of seen it and it sort of didn't work, kind of did, kind of didn't. I don't know. This was a weird series for sure for Murray, but yeah. uh, I think he's probably a better player now than he was in the bubble, in my opinion. I think we played some poor defenses, and we definitely um, torched them on offense in that in those playoffs. But I think Murray's a better overall player now than he was then so i would give the edge to murray against any defender yeah. they got to put on him yeah i would say if murray's if murray's you know would and i'm talking playoffs obviously but if murray was to come out mm -hmm. and be consistent then yeah i'll take i think murray's the better player yeah but yeah so clippers are uh in the third in the west so uh okc is actually uh tied with the timberwolves for first but i believe they have the tiebreaker so they're currently first yeah. um then you got the clippers and then the nuggets so the clippers uh have, like you had said they have a higher winning percentage even though the nuggets have played more games so the next game these teams play will actually give them their the true standings because uh, the Nuggets are technically half a game back from the first spot, and the Clippers are one. Yep. Um, so it's just the weird the way the numbers worked out. They're literally 0.01% better yeah. in percentage than the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, so uh, through the rest of the year, that will probably not happen again, where the um, game's back and the standings don't match. But we do have more one more loss in the column than the Clippers, which – takes hierarchy over wins so uh when it comes to the win percentage so um yeah to get into the the division here real quick man this is the toughest i've seen our division and shoot i don't even know how long it's been probably mm -hmm. since 2012 maybe when the okc were really good and the jazz weren't scrubs um <clears throat> And, and the Blazers were, were decent, too. So you got Thunder in the first spot. 
uh, tied with the Timberwolves, but again, tiebreaker there. And then you got Nuggets third, Jazz fourth, and Blazers fifth. Where do you uh, where do you think this ends up by the end of the year? Um, you know, I think it probably, I think it probably ends up exactly where it's at right now. I think if I'm being mm -hmm. honest with myself. <clears throat> and again, it goes to kind of the previous article that, that we, we um, released this week, uh, this week with, you know, I don't think the Nuggets are necessarily overly concerned with being, you know, foot on the gas and making sure they win the division. Obviously, it's important to have home court advantage in the playoffs. And so you want to win every game you possibly can. But I, I from what I can tell so far, it does look like the team um, – is really not going full speed. Like to your point, they have an extra gear, I think. So it'll be interesting if they decide to, you know, shift into that extra gear and really make a push. Um, or if OKC and Minnesota can continue to play lights out like this and just stay just above us. You know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, being half a game back really is, is, is kind of equal in my eyes. Yeah, for sure. And We've lost a few times to the Thunder, which is um, not great for tiebreaker odds. Uh, and that's kind of hurting us in this division record as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think the Nuggets probably finished top two, to be honest. I think one of those, one of the Minnesota or, or uh, OKC will slip a little bit this year. And I think the Nuggets are probably going to be on this same pace for the rest of the year, to be honest. I don't mm -hmm. see any like slowing down or ramping up. I think they stay pretty steady. Uh, where they're at, maybe go on a small win streak. But um, I just, with Minnesota and OKC, you really need to get a top two because the problem is with all of us being at the top of the rankings in the Western Conference and the tiebreakers starting to look how they look between us and those two teams, the division is the is the – the third tiebreaker in this scenario. So you have your, obviously your conference standings, you have your head to head uh, records as tiebreakers, and then you have your division tiebreaker. Um, so if we end up, you know, let's say winning the season series against the Wolves, but we're tied in the standings, you know, that matters, but the division is another way to just ensure you're going to get a top four seed. And that's ultimately what we need, right? We need a top yep. four seed. I would rather us have the one seed, of course, because I think our home court advantage is probably the second best in the, in the NBA to Boston. Mm -hmm. um, and it, to me, it's really important. Are you going to play Minnesota or OKC in the semis or the conference finals on the road? You know, that that yeah. to me gives those those teams a lot more confidence and – so I think the division is a little bit more important and we should probably be putting more emphasis on division games going forward since we're all vying for top spots in the Western Conference, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's a good – That's you know, you make a good point. Um, if you take a look at those three teams, OKC, Minnesota, and us, the Nuggets, we all are have pretty similar success at home. Um, but OKC, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, is – pretty spectacular on the road um and actually well, two minnesota, of those are against the nuggets so yeah exactly true story and you know minnesota is pretty decent on the road as well and so that's pretty uh, 
that's pretty interesting. You know, the other thing that I was just thinking is that um, from here on out, strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. And I was actually just pulled it up because we had a pretty difficult first half of the year yeah. and now have a have a much more chill second half of the year, I guess you would say, probably somewhere in the middle of the league. Actually, I'm, I just pulled the stat up. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're right in the middle of the league as far as strength of schedule remaining. And Minnesota and OKC um, are 12th and 13th, respectively. So they've got a little bit more difficult road ahead of them. Yeah, and they have – Minnesota particularly has a lot more back-to-backs to do. So one thing you hope is that these two teams don't have the same stamina that the Nuggets do for these end-of-season pushes because uh, we, we haven't seen it from them before. Those two teams have been playing teams. No, you know, no, none of them have gotten a top six spot. So, they're, I mean, if you lose three games in a row on the top of the standings, you drop significantly, right? So that's why I'm saying I think the Nuggets can stay consistent. These teams have a good potential to slip. I know they're a little bit younger teams, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they have the stamina. You know, you could see – I can see Chet Holmgren hitting a wall. It's his rookie year. You know, it might be like game 65, and it's like, oh, man. You know, now he's he's beat up and mm-hmm. exhausted. So, you know, stuff like that I think gives us a chance. But um, one last thing on the division. you think this is the toughest division in the NBA? Oh, I, yeah, I'd say without a doubt. Yeah. No, I would without agree with you. And I'm going to – yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm going to I'm gonna include the Jazz because the Jazz play yeah. us tough for us. Yeah, they're not scrubs. You know, no. they're – yeah, they're um, above 500, right, yep. which, is, yep. which is hard when you have the top three teams in the conference in your division. Like, that's hard – to do to be at above 500. Oh, no doubt. So, yeah. And yeah. another interesting thing is that I'm, I'm very curious to see what our matchup against Minnesota um, is going to kind of pan out to look like this year or pan, you know, pan out to be because we've only played them once. Yeah. We haven't had a lot of data. So yeah. we, we just haven't been able to see the Nuggets versus Minnesota a whole lot. And we have them three more times remaining uh, left in the season. And then we've got OKC one more time. Yeah, we need to win that OKC game to tie up yep. the series. Um, and, yeah, Minnesota, it's hard to tell because the best, uh, the most uh, data we have against them with this team is the playoffs. So yeah. they're, they're a different team this year than they yeah, were last 100%. year in the playoffs. 100%. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I never would have picked this preseason for these two teams to be this good. I mean, maybe Minnesota. I thought OKC was maybe a six seed potential, but man, what a what a surprise! And it's kind of a treat, man. Like I'm not mad about it. I think it's great to have this kind of competition in the NBA. In the oh, division. absolutely. Um, and and now you can't. I just you, you talked to me on Twitter, man, about Nuggets having an easy road to the playoffs. All we got to see was a preview of what the Timberwolves were capable of being, you know, so, yeah. Because I think they played us pretty well, and I think they've still gotten better. But you know, they weren't they weren't as bad in the playoffs as they were in the regular season last year. They were they were closer to this than they were to their regular season form. For sure, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we got the Bucks coming up tomorrow. It's always fun to watch Jokic and Giannis um, play each other. Uh, the Bucks are kind of the opposite of the Clippers uh, as far as defense goes. Uh, they're Ooh. actually their defensive rating. They're nineteenth, which isn't as bad as it kind of seems when you're talking about them, but. They're second on offense in, as far as offensive rating goes. Uh, and they also draw the second most fouls in the league. A lot of that has to do with Giannis. That's Giannis. They got a new, yeah. yeah. They got a new head coach in Doc Rivers who's actually making his debut against the Nuggets for the Bucks. Uh, what's your first thought on Doc Rivers being hired as their coach? Because I think it's hilarious. I, I mean – you know, it had to have been personnel issues or, you know, back office stuff that that it was the region that uh, the reason that Griffin got fired. I mean, they were an outstanding team. Right. And so it wasn't performance. Um, yeah. You know, um, and then uh, neither was Mike Budenholz. Like outstanding coach. Great record. Fired. <laughs> um, and yeah, then, it's kind of crazy. And then you pick up Doc Rivers, who like has had to coach the biggest personalities in the NBA in his entire career. Uh, and so when they said they were hiring Doc Rivers, I just laughed. I just laughed. You know, all I could think about was his Clippers tenure and the attitude and personalities that, that he had to deal with there and how that ended up. And, you know, is he doing this again? So I, I don't know. Just weird, yeah. to be honest. Weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, I think the Nuggets should take care of business business in this one they just aren't that good of a defensive team mm -hmm. and whenever it's a shootout the nuggets tend to win it'll yeah. be interesting to see how quickly doc can get some different defensive principles into their scheme but if the bucks come out playing drop coverage against a murray Jokic pick and roll oh, this is a kill. game where Ner where murray needs to to hit pull-up jump shots which in the last 10 games he's one, been one of the best in the nba at pull-ups yeah absolutely um, and you know, I haven't looked at injury report or anything like that, so I don't know. Dame has been missing games here and there the past few weeks, mm -hmm. so I'm not sure if he's on the injury report. I couldn't even tell you. But um, it's always fun to watch Dame, even though he plays very little defense. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be interested to see if they play Jokic single coverage, um, mm -hmm. whether it's putting Giannis on him and having Brooke be a roamer or playing him straight up with Brooke. But uh, that's what they tend to do, and – uh, yeah, Jokic just needs to be aggressive. I feel like he usually is aggressive against Giannis teams, but uh, their backcourt with uh, Dame and uh, Beasley, uh, they they we need to destroy them on that end of the on our, on our offensive end of the mm -hmm. floor. And uh, Porter needs to hit shots too, so they can't cheat off of him. But uh, that and not fouling, keeping your hands up. Gordon's a good matchup against Giannis. Mm -hmm. uh, I expect this to be a really high-scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 125 to 120 type of game. Yeah, and and judging by our lack of defense lately too, I I hope the mm -hmm. Nuggets bring, you know, bring some defensive effort um, for four quarters and don't try to get into a shootout with the Bucks. Yeah, and I mean the Bucks are that good on offense, but. Yeah, like I said, Gordon needs to do his job without fouling. Uh, Jokic is going to play at the level on screens with uh, Dame. 
So the rotations are going to need to be on point uh, on the backside. And yeah, I, I expect them to play better um, than our last game. Like you said, their defense has been kind of uh, lacking. Uh, we've slipped to, like I said earlier in the show, 12th on defense. We need to get back up into like that 7-8 range. That's kind of where I feel like our ceiling is, and that's where I feel like we should be. Yeah, and I think Chris Middleton is, is expected back this game too. So, you know, he's yeah. he's going to help their cause. Yeah, I mean, he's not the same defensive player he was in the past, which mm -hmm. is kind of sad because I really liked Chris Middleton. I thought he was oh, a perfect. Too. Yeah, I thought he was a perfect running mate with Giannis, but uh, maybe they stick him on Murray. Uh, that would be interesting to see. Yeah, if if they put Beasley on Murray, it Murray should have a thirty point night. Yeah, like yeah. if he, if he sees somebody like that after playing Ananobi and getting all these big wings on him all the time. Every game that he gets away with getting guarded by a guard, like you you need to punish that. You need to yeah. make them adjust. So Murray needs to be super aggressive in this one to get that win. Yep. Yeah, so we got them 7 p.m. tomorrow night, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for the 5280 Nuggets Fast Break Podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. We will be on – uh, on Tuesday to recap the Bucks game, but uh, as usual, great time talking hoops, and let's go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. Mm -hmm.